We have a lot of uh, companies from San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Boston, from the whole, basically whole world, moving to South Florida. So you have more and more people who actually move to Florida, yeah. which is a good thing because then you stabilize the buildings, yeah. you stabilize the industry, you have continuous income, you uh, you helping that there is not a season. We have no more seasons. Yeah. It's a continuous business, and I think this is a big change to Florida. Yeah. Florida was is not anymore the vacation hubs and is a really the living hub. 80s, 90s, 2000s, you didn't have many restaurants or stores or shops yeah. anywhere close to these buildings. People always had to go in a car to go anywhere. Travel, yeah. And now you have basically, when you look in Miami, when you look in pretty much all the big centers, you have a walking traffic similar like we have in, in Europe. Welcome, everybody, to What Would It Cost Florida with your host, Niels Decker, with our guest, our special guest, Wolfgang Hers from Fortune Christie International Realty. It is a pleasure to have him. He has an extensive history. I don't even know where to begin from cruises, from hotels, a history from Austria. I'm looking forward to speaking to you today. Welcome today. Wolfgang, well, welcome. Thank you for being here with us today. I'm looking forward to our chat today. Good morning, Niels. It's great to be here. Yes. Awesome. Be with Sparks and see how we can be mutually beneficial for each other. Yes. You see some familiar faces here in the room as well with the team. And uh, you were obviously one of our speakers at uh, Path to Profit. And um, you enjoy it? It was very impressive. I mean, yeah. it was a great audience. Especially yeah. in the time where your Canada team had to play the playoffs and still had that many yeah. people coming. Yeah, I was very impressed on the execution and the information and the network. It was yeah. quite impressive. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know we had awesome feedback as well to, to have your expertise there, speaking on all things commercial in Florida. And uh, for you, home base is, uh, is the southeast nook, but uh, you have extensive, extensive history. I think it's now... 22 years that you've been uh, you've been in the, the game and prior to what we'll get into you were already working in hotels and, and understanding the whole how things were moving so tell us a little bit about uh, where you came from your history and how you got to where you are today well I came in the US through uh, the cruise lines yeah and I was involved in in basically building my network yeah and I went to the hotels Ritz Carlton and uh, Marriott Corporation Mandarin and was involved in the new constructions, startup of hotels. Okay. And in this time, they did the mixed use. So we had hotels and residences and condos. And my background in the food and beverage especially helped me to create in the commercial division for Fortune. Yeah. Christie's uh, a unique division where we are not only building the building, developing the building. We need to find the land. We need to acquire the land. We need yeah. to do the multifamily. We are bringing restaurant groups from all over the world to South Florida and the U.S., quite frankly, and we are helping them to establish themselves in the U.S. And for our clients, investors, uh, we make sure that they find the right products and to make sure that they get the correct placements. Yeah. Yeah. And that alone is a is a jam is the is almost like a 30 second of a jam pack from 
you know the beginning and i want to start with that piece there for for your experience in hotels and you know this is what uh late 90s into the 2000s or roughly around that period correct correct well my my background (laughs) is that i have a civil engineering degree and a hospital management degree beautiful and this my father had a construction company and with such uh, i was from very young age involved in the building and in the fmb developments and this was already back in in, Austri- in austria there in was austria, a, in yeah unfortunately in the 60s and 70s yeah. a long time ago <laughs> and um yeah and i got involved here in the u.s with mainly with ritz carlton yeah as we started to see the boom after hurricane andrew in miami the developments that was oh five oh five asia yeah yeah we started to see a lot of <laughs> developments uh 201 already started the first but 205 Really, the boom started. In yeah. I started in real estate, pretty much in to the, the, my license I had since 1995. Yeah. But really, starting in real estate was in 2001. Yeah. And by then, we established this uniqueness of my technical knowledge and the hospitality knowledge yeah. to bring the right things to the right products. And since I was able to read the plans, and when you do developments, especially then architects building from the outside to the inside and I try to get it from the inside to the outside yeah. to make sure that this is also functional for the food and beverage and hotel and for retail operators. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge leg up with your uh, civil engineering background to, to be able to bring that to the table. Yeah, it was uniqueness and uh, I think with the hospitality in general speaking you met a lot of people. I have a vast network all over the world yeah. in for all professions and we can work together in harmony and create a, a great product and Miami especially we had a like we all know Miami is one of the hottest cities in the world yeah. and with the pandemic we was even stronger than everything I think we have more grains except in Dubai and uh, we we are really prosperous we it's continuous growth yeah. and people like to live in the sunshine you know yeah. it's simple hey, you don't have to twist people's arms right. to, to get down there right. definitely and I, I want to go back a bit even to what you saw, what was done in, in Europe back then in, in, in Austria. What did you experience when you first arrived here? What were some of the big differences that you saw and that you, you brought to the table? Well, I think the first and foremost was that uh, in that time, Miami was a sleeping town. Yeah. where the construction was uh, not really that strong. Yeah. They, they was not thinking about the, the big picture. I think we, as a team, we created the division yeah. and groups like the Related Group of Florida, which we represent, Fortune Ourself with our brand Shade, yeah. Shade Ocean and others, yeah. and many, many more we represent. We was able to create the right mixture of yeah. buildings and the right mixture of clientele. Yeah, got it. We have a good mixture we the in respective to the investors. We are helping in that time especially in the 50s and 60s was a lot yeah. of things built which was not sustainable against the hurricanes now you have buildings who are sustainable to the hurricanes yeah. you have things which is really safe for the investors so they don't lose with a hurricane their yeah. income so i think all of this said we we continuously growing but now the buildings we're building is uh, pretty much hurricane safe yeah got it so it's huge to to see come coming from europe you're you were able to also bring a vision, as you're saying, 
a sleeping city at that point in the early 2000s and and to to create big vision as well as you were moving and growing yeah with the with the team with the different developers and our leadership we yeah. was able to create this and we was able to continuously improve it every day yeah yeah very cool and would you say then that the the, the buildings at that period that was probably the real wake up call because i think the the prior bigger hurricane was maybe 80s Correct. i forget around the time was yeah hurricane andrew definitely changed the approach yeah and it was very clear that you have to do better you have to, you had to make clear that it is also uh, sustainable yeah. you need to make sure that the the investments for any person who is investing of this is the yeah. the builder or the the end user yeah. needs to be secured and yeah. i think that was the big change and continuous improvements of the glass the structure the steel construction and the materials was used yeah we don't have any more wood construction we have s- solid uh, construction yeah. and all of this uh, helped a lot yeah, yeah that's awesome very cool and even on the uh, on the side of things with hotels i mean you know looking back at what was going on early 2000s to that 20 year line you know tell well, us a little bit about that history well basically with the with the growing increase of the pricing of the land yeah the mixed use projects was coming on alive yeah so you had a lot to be sustainable as a hotel you should have around 100 120 150 hotel rooms minimum yeah. to make sure it's sustainable the land is too expensive to build only a hotel so we yeah. did a mixed use so we have a hotel we have a offices we have the condos on top or rentals or apartments depends in the areas and that helped to make sure the whole thing is profitable yeah. and also that you actually can use the slogan live work and play so you basically didn't have to travel too much in the high centers of uh, Miami or in in old Fort Lauderdale in Naples we was able to create this mixed use products Orlando to yeah. make sure it's sustainable yeah yeah and it and I, I like that conversation because I've I've been in those conversations a couple of times as well down here as well is when they're talking about eliminating more of these industrial areas and let's move more and more towards mixed use Correct, and uh, but I think also a key element was before in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, you didn't have many restaurants or stores or shops yeah. anywhere close to these buildings. People always had to go in a car to go anywhere. Travel, yeah. And now you have basically, when you look in Miami, when you look in pretty much all the big centers, you have a walking traffic similar like we have in, in Europe. Europe. So you actually, people can have their shopping by foot. They can yeah. do go to restaurants by foot yeah. so entertainment zones was created to make sure people are not only in the car so yeah. it tries to take away the traffic yeah. how good how bad of course infrastructure wise we still have a lot to learn yeah and since we are built on the Everglades it's not that easy to go down so we have to go up yeah but uh, all of this said uh, there's imp- continuous improvements on people starting to really trying to find different ways to move the people without having cars yeah yeah, and that's a, that's a whole urban planning conversation, which is huge, which I'm sure you're having those conversations as you guys are creating more development. And I think you guys are now, what in, you were saying, around 45 to 50 uh, projects of, of about, what, 100 do- plus doors? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And uh, as, uh, as Fortune Christie's, <laughs> we are working with all the different developers yeah. on the marketing side, and we hope to create a... a way to make sure everything is usable 
yeah. that the people can move and we're working already in for 2028 29 30 31 32 so we're yeah. already five six ten years ahead yeah. of the curve and and in that conversation how how is the 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 miami-dade group and and county and broward county and palm does that look like a conversation with the mayor and and, and yes there's really there's certain efforts for example the bright line was the first effort yeah. to connect the, the counties yeah. there is a, a tremendous growth in all of this from pompano to jupiter yeah. all the boca all the way down fort lauderdale and and miami date yeah. so the trying or not only trying we are connecting the cities we yeah. connecting the workforce we connecting the preferences of the customers where they want to live yeah. and they still can work where they want to work to make it easier to be connectable around, yeah. and uh, especially through the pandemic we have a lot of uh, companies from san francisco chicago new york boston from the whole yeah. basically whole world moving to south florida and like you know in texas and the especially miami date is very much into the dot com so a yeah. lot of uh, seattle and uh, new the new guys yeah. so to speak yeah coming to make sure that they create some recreating the product for it with the living space for it yeah. what they are accustomed to it and hopefully uh, saying that also on the industrial on the industrial side with Amazon and with the shipping and being still South Florida especially yeah. for Atlanta, Miami with the two main ports yeah. being essential for the European American and Latin American connection yeah. as a connection point to all the areas yeah. i think it's very important that we don't forget also to have the warehouses to have but even there be improved before yeah. was warehouses was maybe 14 feet ceilings now we have warehouses with 30 40 50 feet ceilings yeah. so we can go to horizontal and we can yeah. make sure that we can uh, we can go vertical not on horizontal so we can go vertical yeah. to make sure that we have enough storage space yeah to yeah. accommodate the needs optimize uh, the space and optimize the land yeah and then your Euro europeans can talk a little bit about that with uh, small spaces so correct yeah that's awesome and uh, i think with the with the bright the bright line as well what's what's the conversation that i'm hearing as well is you know now that north north south is being connected correct i mean it's curving up by orlando eventually uh correct. to tampa but now well, let's see what east and west we can do as well well it's, it's as the plan is to connect uh, all the way to jacksonville yeah and then you have basically florida connected so yeah. if you have the whole miami boca jacksonville jacksonville tampa tampa orlando orlando miami yeah. then uh, really florida is connected in in for many good reasons yeah yeah definitely i definitely agree interesting and um i think now when we're looking at uh even projects more west because when we're now talking a little bit about southeast and, and we'll continue a little bit more on that but when we're looking at land as well and you mentioned everglade you know you're limited to where you can now Correct. can now go and and i think in general questions that we get as well as you know what's available what's going on in the spaces of broward miami-dade and, and palm and um, I think more so now the land the land parcels are maybe not so much available as say southwest side or if you go more northern um, but you know maybe talk a little bit about that and what do you see well what we see is that basically all the buildings which was built in the 30s yeah. 40s 50s and 60s yeah. they don't fulfill any more their requirements yeah. so in today's market doesn't matter if you look for multifamily doesn't matter if you look for industrial doesn't matter what areas you look you need to go vertical you need to yeah. go higher so we are sampling 
older buildings, we are sampling people who are not up to standard yeah. and modernize them. Yeah. And this is the only, the land don't get more. We are not Dubai where we're starting to build in the ocean yeah. and we definitely want to protect the Everglades. Yeah. So the land is only possible to really develop if we sample existing land and make it more usable. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then, and that makes me think as well on the conversation that I'm hearing about reserves and condos. And I think there's some rules changing in the Correct. next year about minimum 10%. And, um, you know, in other areas, that's a little bit different. But I think the main thing that also happened is that before the pandemic, yeah. we had, I would say, 70% investors and 30% end users. Yeah. And now it's a pretty much 50-50 split. So you have more and more people who actually move to Florida, yeah. which is a good thing because then you stabilize the buildings, yeah. you stabilize the industry, you have continuous income, you, uh, you're helping that there is not a season. We have no more seasons. Yeah. It's a continuous business. And uh, I think this is a big change to Florida. Yeah. Florida was, is not anymore the vacation hub, so it's a really yeah. a living hub. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, as you mentioned in COVID and, and uh, for people to really look at now how can we move not just our family part-time there and, and, and vacation but look see how we can have our business here yeah and especially in the business sense we every business is needed we yeah. can with the growth of the of South Florida and yeah. the Florida period you have a uh, businesses needs a lot of family businesses larger businesses yeah. industrials yeah. we have some of the major firms from new york and california moving to yeah. south florida also south west florida or naples area so you have a healthy growth and with the big companies coming to florida you create jobs jobs yeah. create money money creates housing and housing yeah. is needed yeah. Besides that, we have, of course, the Southern Command here, which is the military who needs housing and many other things, which helps to stimulate the market in South Florida. So Florida is really a, a lucky place. It's a lucky place and, and it's a positive place. It's a young yeah. place. Yeah. I consider myself already to the older people, yeah. but uh, the young people and they, they like the lifestyle, they like yeah. the way you can earn money, you make money, you can work hard and you still yeah. can have the american dream yeah. be independent yeah i would definitely say that as well as uh, my personal experience here that uh people take every day as a new opportunity and uh and that's how they show up for me anyways that i've seen for the most part so that's super enjoyable and uh you know along with that uh you you have an amazing lifestyle that's for sure that's so for sure and you know as, as fortune increases since we're touching from the students yeah. to the guys who are coming out of college to the people who are in business the people who want to relocate their businesses from canada from europe from latin america to the u.s yeah. we have a immense growth from pretty much all over the world to miami from the restaurants to businesses to to enterprises to yeah. service uh, centers to make sure miami and florida and fort lauderdale and Boca and and everything is growing yeah. and has many faces so the different coastline of florida you can have in the same city the feeling like you live in a house like you live in germany yeah. or in italy or in spain yeah. or you can live like you live in new york with yeah. a high rise with yeah. sunshine yeah. the only thing we have here for sure we have the sunshine yeah and that most of the day is not the yeah. rain and no snowstorms yeah and that's very true because when i take for example fort lauderdale as an example 
it it was a very interesting uh experience for me to kind of I couldn't put my finger on it because I've lived in in different places in Europe as well um, and uh, and here in North America. And it had this small town, but yet downtown, but all close, but not super big. So it was like this in-between and it had a little bit of everything. It was a very unique experience. And I think for those who've been here that will understand that and those who who will come in the future will experience that. But, uh, you know, this hub here where we're here, right in downtown Fort Lauderdale, you know, it's 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 got lots of movement, people here, so you can get the experience both of that. Yeah, and yeah. for example, we as uh, developers, people involved with some of the projects here too. Yeah. And uh, you see, those uh, Florida is very unique, especially Miami and Fort Lauderdale. We have some professional teams. Yeah. We have the Florida Panthers now in the final. Yeah. We lost unfortunately, f- yeah. but we was there. Yeah. We had the Miami Heat in the final. We had we have the professional soccer team where we get yeah. Messi, yeah. one of the gods of soccer. Yeah. And then we have baseball, the Marlins doing continuous well. Yeah. And uh, so in every sport there is uh, in South Florida, and I think yeah. this is already a, a showing how attractive South Florida is and how attractive it is yeah. to be here and to create business and to look into investment properties and to look into living properties. So our different teams in, in Fortune Christie's helping the different needs and yeah. we try to coordinate it to, so the person comes here to live, he starts to rent, yeah. when he starts to rent, he, he wants a business, he gets yeah. his business, he gets the house, the kids yeah. need the school, and then college, and then, and, 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 and. So it's a yeah. continuous. And instead of Florida, we have great universities, yeah. Florida, Florida State, UM. So we have a lot of things to offer, FIU, FIU. We have great golf programs all over yeah. the place. Some of the top, top uh, sports people are living here from yeah. Jupiter, the golfers yeah. in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, the soccer players. Yeah. The and and I, I want to add this for, and the, and for the listeners as well, that uh, that Wolfgang was a professional soccer player as well. So uh, for Rapid Wien, and then you said uh, we're on the way to Valencia as well. And that didn't quite work out with an injury, but uh, you know a few things about professional sports. So I definitely think that's such a, you know, key keystone cornerstone to uh to how a, a province or a state is really operating and what they have to offer beyond restaurants beyond entertainment you know and 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 family family life as well right all these units Correct. come together Correct. Yeah. unfortunately uh, now i'm more in the restaurant life so yeah. like yeah i represent groups like sexy fish and zuma and yeah. new thread and others but uh yeah, the soccer time was a great time, but there's a great people I'm still in touch with. Yeah. We have still these small soccer leagues and for the old people like me yeah. and the young guys. And I think it's coming a long way. And I think, uh, for example, now Messi yeah. will be a big thing for the state of Florida. Yeah. will be a big thing for... Yeah, let's talk about that, that impact on, on real estate alone and, and people... I'd love to hear Absolutely. what you what you think about well, that. Well, we just since the announcement, I, I can see that many of our sales centers for for the development sales are getting busier. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fact. The impact the announcement alone had already is it's yeah. uh, incredible. Yeah, I incredible. think the socials, the socials I saw online that uh, uh, Paris and Germain's j- dropped about four or five million, 
and then I think on Miami's I it went the other way. It was I was went from two to seven million online for their social media. So, you know, it's it's you know he's he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest. This will be a whole another argument for those who like other players. But I'm a big Messi fan, and uh, I think it's super exciting that uh, that he he will be here. And um, you know, even for on a soccer level, there's so many academies. So soccer has always been something that's breathing and living here already. But on, on, on many levels, like you mentioned, golf, tennis, swimming, it's, it's a lot of things that are, that are really uh, unique down here as well and how trainers and coaching mentality has all uh, been uh, decades of history. And, uh, you know, talking about, for example, the Juventus Soccer Academy, the Paris Saint-Germain yeah. Soccer Academy, yeah. this is all businesses who came to Miami, Fort Lauderdale areas, and established businesses. Yeah. We have rooftop, we have battle ball, we have a lot of businesses, from especially Europeans who come from Italy, from Germany, from yeah. Brazil, who uh, started as business, soccer academies, who started as business battle academies. Yeah. And luckily we are representing a couple of them, so... It's a good mixture, you know, yeah. so to create the sports sense and the professional sports sense to the young people in South Florida. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They are very cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's unique to experience. And, uh, you know, what a time to be alive to experience this. I think July 21st, his first game is with Miami. Uh, granted, everything goes good and he's... He's, he's always pretty injury free so uh, and I think as well in the news the uh, the national team for Argentina is actually moving their whole hub down here which is not a surprise uh, so that's cool but um, the other thing I wanted to bring up as well is that um, you know beyond um, hotels restaurants I think there's also a key component to what you do as well as plazas malls there's some other correct. aspects that you're really active in as well correct so we're working with uh, with our investor groups and yeah. those are the landlords to buy and sell shopping centers yeah malls in every shape and form of way yeah we are involved pretty much in all aspects of the our, our firm is over a thousand agents yeah. but we have different divisions and within the divisions we have in commercial Pretty much in every sense, I have a team who yeah. specializes in it. From a from a plaza to a shopping center to a strip yeah. mall to uh, a mall, as well as we do handling things like uh, rentals, leasing, yeah. and all the aspects. Yeah. Multifamily is a big part, yeah. and uh, gas stations. A lot of gas stations uh, is for interest for many people. Yeah, and then we represent big companies like one of the largest catering companies. We just uh, signed a 200,000 square foot lease where there will be 100,000 square foot uh, kitchens for major major catering company cool. called Stu and Co, who handles the Formula One race, for example. Okay. The next thing we have in Florida is the Formula One in Miami, which is very successful. Yeah. And all of this said is a lot of of happening in South Florida. We're yeah. looking for different hubs all over the place. We, when we work with these uh, large groups, we need to be all over from yeah. Vegas to LA to Boston and so on, and New York, and we're trying to find the right fits. Yeah, very cool, and uh, definitely your team is huge, a very big team. So, And like you said, if you need to be in many places and you have many projects from developments to restaurants to shopping malls to residential to com all aspects of these commercial facets um what what is it something that has really excelled to have to because managing huge teams takes something and it takes uh, a special culture to be able to to grow and, and successfully grow 
it's a it's all about training and uh, making sure that everybody is really studying the area as well and i think yeah. the our european approach trying to really know what we're talking about is helping we yeah. have in the different areas people who are having backgrounds of this is in banking of this is in yeah. in construction of this is in hotel so that helps a lot so yeah. they understand the needs of the different clients yeah and they can adjust to the different clients yeah so i'm hearing a real sense of like looking at you know what can someone master so really being able to hone in and focus in what they're what they're delivering for clients and as well a big part of it is being able to scout top talent correct and being able to add well not only that you have the top talent is also i think the biggest the biggest learning curve i had is as i was involved with the cruise lines as i yeah. was with royal caribbean yeah we build cruise ships who have everything you have every retail you can imagine you have every food and beverage you can imagine yeah. you have accommodations on small spaces to large spaces and you have to maximize every single inch of it and yeah. that helps you in construction as well as in in retail in restaurant operation yeah. to maximize the space and this was a great learning curve for me yeah. for 14 years and because uh, it's almost like a little mini town it's city. a mini town mini it's town, a full yeah. as a full yeah. from creating their own water to yeah. creating uh, taking care about the rubbish and yeah. making sure that everything is correctly done it helped me a lot to understand how we can maximize space maybe we do developments when our architects who are fantastic architects from all over the world yeah. Uh, creating something but you can maybe point out the one or other thing which could be even more efficient so you are uh, the apartments the condos the retail spaces getting efficient and they're getting built in a way that they're operational yeah yeah very cool to hear yeah that's awesome and um i think what i wanted to ask next is uh where can people find you how can they get a hold of you well fortune christie's hurts to poke group we are yeah. in place in Brickle yeah. and uh, we are we are a full service company yeah. we work with uh, investors as well as private early owners yeah. and as Fortune Christie's we are at 26 66 Brickle Avenue yes. Miami right by Key Biscayne entrance and uh, we're looking forward to helping everybody who needs help yeah. and we like to be a partner in your search for your future yeah so the question that I want to ask here while we're here of course well so wolfgang what would it cost when we're talking to pre-construction and let's say maybe we pick miami or if you want to pick a different area what would it cost well you know in in average now pre-construction goes between 800 dollars uh, and starting up yeah. in the new construction in the resales you are between 550 to up and this depends about the projects yeah in residential in commercial, you can say that the rental rates increased since the of, uh, since the pandemic. Yeah. But in, for example, the high center areas, you are around eighty to hundred dollars a square foot triple net yeah. for rentals and for leases. And in sales, you can think about anywhere between thousand and thousand five hundred dollars a square foot for commercial spaces. For commercial spaces, okay, awesome. And then um, for a residential, let's say when we look into Broward, would you see a, a much of you a have difference? a slight? You have maybe ten percent, fifteen percent less yeah. in a moment, but it's also depending on the areas. For example, here in Las Olas, you're yeah. pretty much in the same rate like in in yeah. Miami. And then Palm, Palm, you have different Palm areas Beach. too. Palm Beach too. So it depends yeah. about the areas. 
in general speaking, all the major centers have the same rates. Yeah. And uh, to upset it, especially for the restaurant groups, uh, a lot of them have base rents plus percentage rents Got to it. make awesome. sure the the lower the risk factor is covered yeah. on the operation. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to have you on today, and uh, especially someone with such a wealth of knowledge. It's, I I love these conversations. To, to my ears are always wide open to to hear what you have to say. So thank you for coming down. Well, thanks to Niels and also Sparks. I think Sparks is a great partner yeah. in especially financing world, and I think that uh, there will be some great opportunities for each other. Definitely. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. We look forward to having you on our next What Would It Cost Florida episode. See you.